I'm Greg Miller, and you're listening to Rabbit Hole Media. It kind of sounds gross, but I don't think it is. And welcome to Press Star, episode 125, your weekly video game podcast right here on Rabbit Hole Media. I am one of your hosts, Christian Lasham, and as always, but not quite as usual, because with a smarter camera and a better mic, I'm joined by the Jeremy Clarkson of Video Games, Jack Netley Thompson. Good evening, Jack. How are you? Hungry. Hung- yeah, sorry. I mean, I'm, I'm not sorry. It's not my fault. <laughs> I was going to say, it, I f- it has very little to do with you. Yeah, I feel sorry <laughs> for you. In the That's sense fair. that I, you know, I empathise with the nation, notion of being hungry. I just had a cracking chicken burger. I'm jealous. Had some chicken in it. Some to lettuce. be fair, you could have said I just ate a mound of tiles, and I would still be jealous at this point. T- no, no, it was just some garlic mayo, some lettuce, brioche bun, obviously, and then the chicken, and then some, yeah, yeah, and then, uh, some bacon, some onion rings, some barbecue sauce. And it, yeah, it's good. It's good. I enjoyed myself. Very nice. Very nice. How are you? That's how this conversation started. Other, are we than, doing? other than being hungry, are you? Are you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm all right. I'm very, I'm oddly tired for someone who's done fuck all ah, no, for a long happens. period of time. That happens when you do fuck all. It's you, your body lulls you into this false sense of security of being um, awake. Yeah, that's true. That's true. What I, what I did notice, I was just like, oh, okay. Like I had three days off in a row this week, and I was like, excellent, excellent. Some time to to recoup, mm-hmm. some time to gain my energy back, and I'll be, uh, I'll be fine at work on, on Saturday. No, I don't know what it is, but this, this, like the second I walked in, I was like, I'm fucking knackered. <laughs> <laughs> I am Good. shattered. And it's been the same ever since. Yeah, it won't go away. It won't go away. Um, Before we get started this evening, let's do a section that we always like to do at the beginning of this show. No, let me do the rigmarole, because this is Press Start, your weekly video game podcast right here on Rabbit Hole Media. Don't forget, if you like what you're doing and what you're doing is watching us, you can follow us on Twitter at rabbithole underscore UK. You can subscribe to us on YouTube, where you can see us any time that you wish. You can follow us on Twitch at Rabbit Hole Media, and you can subscribe and follow on multiple different podcast services on and around the internet. High quality indeed. Um... And now you can follow us on Instagram at rabbitholemedia underscore UK for all the behind the scenes tits and bits. If you would like to support us, you can head to merch.rabbitholemedia.co.uk where you can buy a wide range of merchandise that just got wider like this here shirt and this mug and Jack's cushion. It's really far out. All right, fair enough. No, 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 that's fine. (laughs) All the effort is going into for the cushion. Oh, look at cushion. Look at all the blue. Look at all the consistent blue on this channel right now. (laughs) and finally if you are watching us live on twitch and are an amazon prime member you get one free twitch prime membership a month please find it within your hearts to give that free membership to us it will not cost you a penny but will go a very long way in helping us bring you the shows that you love quite um jack before we actually do get started i need to make um a request um which is a little bit irritating can you pull the game, game down on your mic? <laughs> what? Can you pull um, your game? It's coming through a little bit distorted every now and then. This is why we did tests. I Christian. know that's why we did tests. It wasn't a problem on the test. What do you want from me? For you to be better. All right, that's fair. Jack? Yes. What have you been playing? Not a lot. <laughs> uh, <laughs> as has been a running theme throughout... Uh, the last several weeks, I've been playing Assassin's Creed. What one are you on now? Uni- I'm on Unity. Tell me all about your experience with Assassin's Creed Unity. There are many things. There are many things. Some of which I'm like, excellent. This is where Assassin's Creed should have gone and continued to go. There are other things like, please, harder bought. <laughs> which, to be fair, they did. Right, yeah, yeah. Like, what? Fair, what's the did. harder boards? Tell me. Well, so they've changed the combat system. Which is fine. Like on its own, 
the combat system is, in, in my opinion, better. It's improved. It's actually a challenge. You have to think about things. They haven't changed the level in which the enemies will fuck you. Like, okay. Or just swarm you. And so, like, what they seem to have done is essentially, instead of remove, instead of instead of having, sorry, missions that uh, you fail if you get detected, which is a catastrophic pain in the ass. Mm-hmm. Um, you get, uh, sorry, I've just noticed I've gone mad framey. Um, it happens, it's fine. It happens to the best of us. Get uh, just swarmed to a point where you can't handle the situation. So it may as well have just said you fail because you've been detected, but it just murders you instead. That's irritating. Like change the enemies. Like ch- if you're going to change the combat, change the enemies as well to suit the combat. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, I've I've now moved on to Brotherhood, which is is an interesting experience because the mechanics of Brotherhood are what I thought I remembered from Assassin's Creed Two, if that makes sense. So the free running behaves much better the combat system behaves in a much better, more responsive way. Obviously, you have to chain kills so it feels faster and more active and a little bit more fluent and badassy. Um, but the game design feels like a step back. A lot of the mission designs are very repetitive. It's normally follow this person, follow that person, follow that person, and the limit on how long you have before they're too far away or they see you is minuscule. There are strange mission fail scenarios which just continue to happen over and over again and i don't really know what i did wrong there are so many where it's just i kill a guard it's like desynchronized it doesn't tell me why but i had one the other day where my objective was kill these guards and i killed one it was desynchronized it doesn't give you any indication as to what was desynchronizing me like just lots of weird little things like that poor bits of game design which are ruining the experience a little bit but the game plays that much better so i'm kind of just beelining through it and hoping that revelations becomes the best of both but i really don't remember anymore because i don't remember anything of this game like i'm playing it and i don't remember any of it at all yeah no i had that i had that and i don't i don't i have there was loads i didn't really remember any of there was snippets in some of the later ones that i remembered but um yeah i didn't really remember it as a whole and well, with Unity, I think it's this. It was the step in the right direction, but people being bitches is why we got Odyssey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know oranges, oranges, origins came first, but Odyssey. Mm-hmm. That's where it went true shit. But um, yeah, no, I'm really enjoying it. I'm really enjoying the fact that you full on customization and all this, that, and the other. It's very strange because it feels like this AAA. Well, obviously, AAA. Sorry, it's, it's just single-player action adventure, like very narrative-driven game, like in the in the way everything looks, the way it plays, the way it handles. But it's more of an open-world RPG. It's very odd. It's mm-hmm. two worlds colliding in such a bizarre way. I always remember. I'm enjoying it. Yeah, I always remember Unity being one I really enjoyed. Um, I wasn't planning on playing that many Creeds. I was just going to play these old remastered ones. Um, and Assassin's Creed 3, but I'm kind of tempted to keep going through whilst we wait for new games to come out, but we'll see. I um, somehow managed to play a co-op game, a co-op mission. There are a, other people in the world other than me. Was it uh, with a rando, you mean? Yeah. Got you. Um, two of them. Um, these are clearly people that have never played Assassin's Creed before. Or they just like, people that refuse to play it properly, which is the problem I had. When well, I was that's... playing that game back in the day, there was one person I was playing with that wanted to play it properly. Everyone else just was sprinting in and doing what they wanted. And Yeah, that's pretty much what was happening. And also, they were like... You can get up to five levels, essentially. They were level one. I was three. So, obviously, I was always the one where they got back in combat situations and inevitably died. And mm-hmm. I was just the one cleaning up the mess. <laughs> All this, that, and the other. I got a trophy, so fuck it. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. I also want to talk a little bit about, and just a little bit, but you played with me the Outriders demo, which came out this yes. week, which we both played a bit of. Now, I only played that, whatever we played, about an hour together, well, about 20 minutes together. The rest of it was the prologue you had to play through with you the other night. Did you play any more than that, or was that all you played? 
It's all I've played. I'm kind of waiting for uh, uh, just it, for it to be co-op, really. I'm kind of already sold, so I don't know how much time I'm going to put into the demo. Yeah, I was... The rest is over. It's kind of in a similar way. Like, I did enjoy oh, it. Oh, God. Sorry. Bear with it. Something has happened. So my in my view on Outriders, whilst Jack is missing, uh, is that, uh, as Jack said, I'm kind of sold on it. But I don't know if I'm sold on it in enough where I will definitely buy it. But I don't think playing the demo anymore will sell me on it. But if you don't know, it's kind of like a Destiny loot and shoot type thing. Um, the usual co-op scenario. Um, go and do a bunch of missions. You get some stuff. Do some more missions. You get some stuff, etc. Um, and then Jack appears. I've also just noticed that there is a black bar beneath Jack. I'm not sure yes. why that's there. You haven't lined it up properly, essentially. Well, um, well, I think your new camera is a slightly different aspect ratio, so it doesn't fit anymore. Well, that's more likely, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I did, I just explained, yes. As I was just saying, Jack, um, I agree on the sense I'm already sold on it, but... I don't know if I definitely am sold on it, if that makes sense. I just don't think the demo is going to show me anything else. I know what it is. I'd be happy to play it. Don't know if I definitely want to buy it at launch. Might do, sort of thing. Yeah, fair enough. I feel it's one of those types of games where it's either you buy it at launch or you don't buy it. Yeah. Like, just because. They're always like, oh, get into the division now. I'm like, well, no. Because everything's too hard now. Or it becomes like a Destiny scenario where it becomes free to play later and then it kind of makes it a bit easier to jump in. It's not a game as a service though, so I doubt that. That's true. That is true. Um, One thing I did find quite funny about The Division that I found out recently was uh, they released the first raid um, for The Division 2 Mm -hmm. and it was unplayable on console because it was too hard. Excellent work, and they're the people making the next Star Wars game everyone's excited about. Jack, shall we do some vaguely planned news? Let's. I have many news stories this week. I'm not going to time code everyone like I normally do because I don't want to. But we're going to start with the usual thing we do every month. The PlayStation Plus games for March, free games for March, have been announced. There are four games this month. PSVR users get Farpoint, PS4 users get Remnant from the Ashes and Final Final Fantasy VII Remake, and PS5 gets Maquette, which is a new puzzle game which is relaunching day and date on PlayStation Plus. Um, four big Kit. games. Thoughts? This is a good month. Solo month. M- mostly not for me. Played Final Fantasy, don't have VR, and Remnant looks like... Fine. Yeah. Uh, also, not for me. I've played Farpoint. Um, not interested in Final Fantasy, but will add to my library because maybe I'll give it a go at some point. McQuet, I'll add to my library and see what it's all about. I'm with you on Remnant. However, I would like to dig a little bit deeper on this one. And not so mm. much the subject matter, but the butt hurt nature of the people on the internet about the fact that the Final Fantasy VII remake that is being given for free is not eligible for the free PS5 upgrade. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, Grow up. (laughs) Absolutely. The internet is really angry about it, but that they're not getting a free upgrade for their free game. Um, I think it's mad, like, you're getting the game for free. If you want the upgrade to PS5 version, pay the fucking however much it is. I don't think it's that much. And and Yeah, I think as long as there's an option to pay for the upgrade, as opposed to the free upgrade if if you're locked out entirely i can understand the frustration because then it's well hang on so now i don't have the option of buying the upgrade but exactly if it's in your library you don't even have the option of buying the game i see i did not know that so when when you have it or at least as far as i can tell when you have it and you're still doing playstation plus oh i completely went then um it just says purchased yeah, that's a good point. So you but can't even go in and I guess, I guess buy it de- the game. Depends on how they go around giving you that three aspect. Because if it's done just as a an automatic, it works out. You've got it, then great. Or they could do it as a paid upgrade. You could literally buy a license, and they could do a thing on the web store of here's your upgrade, and it's only available to the users that have the PS Plus version or something like that. 
they've done similar type absolutely things in the well, past. not even only available it's just that if you've bought the game it's free like yeah yeah, yeah it just you'd have to you'd have to charge for people um for people uh, who got it for PS Plus. That's, that's utterly fair. Like, what, 10, 15 quid probably just to get the upgrade. And it's not paying 10, 15 quid for a full AAA game... On PS5. On PS5? Yeah. You, you're fucking laughing, so I don't understand why. Well, I do understand, do understand why. Understand. Everyone's a dickhead. Yeah, entitlement but... is the reason why. Uh, the Xbox yes. Games for Gold for March have also been announced. This month, Xbox users get Warface Breakout, Vicious Attack, Llama Apocalypse... Metal Slug 3 and Port Royal 3. Yeah, they're bad. Yeah, there's a game in there about a llama, by the looks of it. <laughs> it's basically a zombie apocalypse game, but instead of zombies, it's llamas. Right, moving on. Uh, Japan Studio <laughs> is getting reorganized. This article is written by Matt T.M. Kim, and it's written, sorry, and comes from IGN. Sony... International Entertainment, is that what it's called? Sony Interactive Entertainment has confirmed that PlayStation Studios Japan Studio will be reorganized following reports that the game development in first-party developer will be scaled back. In a statement to IGN, Sony announced that Japan Studio will be, quote, recentered around Team Asobi, the development unit behind Astro's Playroom localization. IP management and external production will also be... Con- concentrated within the global functions of the PlayStation Studios. Sony launched PlayStation Studios as a new umbrella brand that houses the company's first-party game developers, including Sony Santa Monica, Naughty Dog, Sucker Punch, Insomniac, and more, effectively shifting parts of Japan Studios' assets to the global brand. Here is the full statement from Japan Studio below. Quote, In an effort to further strengthen business operations, SIE can confirm PlayStation Studios Japan Studio will be reorganized into a new organization on April 1st. Japan Studio will be re-centered to Team Asobi, the creative team behind Astro's Playroom, allowing the team to focus on a single vision and build on popularity of Astro's Playroom. In addition, the roles of external production, software localization, and IP management of Japan Studio titles would be concentrated within the global functions of PlayStation Studios. Now, I don't know about you, but what this says to me is there is a full Astro game coming. Potentially, potentially. And it was just, yeah, quite possibly. It's hard to, it's one of those weird things where it's hard to gauge how well a full Astro game would do. Like, yeah, it did well on VR, but that doesn't really say much for the grand scheme of things. I I wouldn't say it did well, it was well received. critically well that's what i mean it did well for vr yeah like that's what i mean like but as i was I think, gonna say it doesn't mean much for the grand scheme of things because no. most people do not have vr absolutely um, however i so think the, the, skewed. the general response to Ash's playroom on the ps5 has been an incredibly positive um and i absolutely would be, if they did make a full game in that vein i'd be all over it and i think a lot of playstation users would be i find it quite interesting that if that is what they're doing and i think that's what's implied in the part when i say allowing the team to focus on a single player vision and build on the popularity of astro's playroom very much implies that that's the franchise they're going with absolutely it's also hard it's it's hard to gauge though because like that was free and it came on the ps5 so it's would people have enjoyed it as a full game? Would people have enjoyed well, it? As, it's nice that they're taking the risk to find out. I think absolutely. Obviously, that the length of that game, it would never have been sold as a full game as much as a cheaper title. But I think it just wouldn't have been played by as many people because it was free. That made it accessible, so that then more people went. This is really good. And now For sure. I think those people that are now in, and there will be a lot of us because I'm fully in on that idea will be they'll see that happen they'll see a full game come out and yes that's for me i'll have that please i think is the way it will go at least for sure for sure yeah i'd i would have to see what the game is because it wasn't necessarily the gameplay that sold me it was more the fact that it it had all the playstation yeah yeah that was what did it for me as opposed to the game itself yeah they would of course have to get it right Mm -hmm. (laughs) um for sure. If they did, I think it could be. But I think more what is strange about it is the fact that they seem to be moved, taking a studio like Japan, Japan Studio, and moving that into it. Because 
Japan Studio had done so many other things, which I assumed they'd want to keep going with from them, but clearly not. Um, they did put out a thing. I can't remember who it was or what it was, but I did see someone somewhere tweeting out that the reason it's Japan Studio is because they haven't made much money in the last few years. That's plausible. I mean, what was the last thing that Japan Studio actually put out? Would have been Last Guardian? Is that Japan Studio? I can't remember. I think so, but I am now... Nap 2, is that Japan Studio? Maybe. I mean, I'm definitely saying it with a sense of question in my voice. So, yeah. But I think... I can't remember. The fact that you and I don't know, I think, says everything <laughs> that you need to know. <laughs> Not necessarily. That. That's very much the sort of game that you don't touch. Any, yeah, yeah but we're normally pretty good at... Japan. We're normally pretty good at knowing what's going on within Sony First Party, so... Yeah, I wouldn't necessarily say, oh, well, yeah, well, I don't know. I would never have really known what Japan was working up to. That's fair. The well, studio, not the country. Not the country. Yeah, well, we'll see. But I, I, to me, that reads as potentially a full Astro Bot game coming, and I'm up for that. Continuing with PlayStation news and weird announcements for the week, because as we know, Sony's favorite way of announcing things now is just in a random blog post on a Tuesday afternoon. PlayStation VR 2, as I'm calling it, Sony have not called it that, has been confirmed. I have the article here written on the PlayStation blog. More than four years ago, we launched PlayStation VR to offer a transformative new way to play games on PS4, providing a much stronger sense of presence and deeper immersion to players compared with traditional games. In that time, we've seen tremendous experiences that have propelled virtual reality gaming forward, including highly acclaimed titles like Astro Bot, Rescue Mission, Tetris Effect, Blood and Truth, Moss, Beat Saber, and Resident Evil 7. We've also enhanced experiences... Experience for some PSVR titles when played on PS4 Pro and PlayStation 5. Today, I'm pleased to share that our next generation VR system will be coming to PlayStation 5, enabling the ultimate entertainment experience with dramatic leaps in performance and interactivity. Players will feel an even greater sense of presence and become even more immersed in their game worlds once they put on the new headset. We're continuing to innovate with our new VR system so that our fans can continue to enjoy the unique experiences that are synonymous with PlayStation. We're taking what we've learned since launching PSVR on PS4 to keep, sorry, to develop a next-gen VR system that enhances everything from resolution and field of view to tracking and input. It will connect to PS5 with a single core to simplify setup and improve ease of use while enabling a high-fidelity visual experience. One of the innovations we're excited about is our new VR controller, which will incorporate some of the key features found in DualSense wireless technology, along with focus on great economics, ergonomics. That's just one of the examples of future-proof technology we're developing to match our vision for a whole new generation of VR games and experiences. There's still a lot of development underway for our new VR system, so it won't be launching until 2021, but we wanted to provide this early update to our fans as the development community has started work on creating new worlds for you to explore in virtual reality. They then go on to just waffle about VR games coming to PlayStation VR that are still in development. Arguably, that entire thing was waffle. There was a lot of waffle. Um, I think this statement is here for one reason and one reason alone, and that is to answer why no new PSVR titles will be coming to the current PSVR. Because I think that that will be the case. These games are in development, and the ones that are in development will finish, and then there'll be nothing else starting development on the current PSVR. Um, in a, another... I couldn't find the article about it again, but I know I had seen it. Um, Colin Moriarty had tweeted about it that there was another press thing that had come out saying that the new VR dev kits were being sent to developers this week mm -hmm. um, so developers are only getting the new dev kits now so it's very early on um, if they're only just getting dev kits now but I think essentially there are going to be no new titles coming other than the ones already announced for the current PSVR that will raise questions of what's going on this answers that question I think that's why they've spoken about it in the way they have because it's a very strange thing to in such a simple undermined way just say oh yeah we're, we're, we're doing this by the way um, especially it was it was kind of something we kind of already knew because it was glaringly obvious but oh yeah it's a water is wet announcement really yeah. but yeah I see your point but I still think it's just kind of Okay, 
Yeah. Especially for me. But, no, I, I mean, agree. Even as just an announcement, it's just a such a waste of time. No, like, I completely <laughs> agree. I think it's um, a strange way of announcing something and especially announcing something. This is something that Sony do a lot. They announce certain things in such a way which kind of implies they're not excited about it, which kind of makes the consumers feel like they don't need to be excited about it. Um, mm-hmm. For me, I like the idea. I mean, I like VR. VR is a concept I enjoy. I can't play it for long periods of time because it makes me feel uncomfortable. And the current PSVR situation is a complete faff to set up, which is why it's been mainly sat there collecting dust because the processing box can't do 4K or HDR pass-through, so I can't have that plugged in all the time. And then plugging that in means having to unplug and reconnect seven different cables. And then there's just a huge mess of cables everywhere all the time. It's just very inconvenient mm-hmm. for something that I can then only play for 20 minutes, half hour. Yeah, no, that's why I've never bought one, really. Yeah. Oh, a reason other than the games, but is why I've never bought one, just because I know I would never be bothered with the faff. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't like any of these gimmicky things that have been coming out. I don't like, I don't like motion controls. I didn't Great. want any of that. All of this and that and the other. I just want a controller, sit down and enjoy a good game. Agreed. And, you know, However, the concept of what they're saying here, if it is a comfier headset that's a better visual quality and a better experience that I can just simply plug into the front of my PS5 without having to fuck about, um, and I can just load sure. up some PSVR games, I would be... That changes a lot. Very, It changes a huge amount for me because the biggest hurdle to get over was I would have to... I couldn't have the VR connected to my PlayStation if I wanted to play games in 4K HDR, which I did because that's why I bought a PS4 Pro and why I bought a 4K TV. So that alone, like, well, that means the VR kit's not going to be set up. And then when it gets to playing VR, that's so much of a faff, I'm normally not willing to do so. I've kind yeah. of in a situation now because I've got the PS4 set up in here on a screen that isn't 4K. Um, the... And at the moment, the PS4 is set up in here through the VR. I could just come in here and play VR at any time. But now I've also got a PS5. So it's like just as easy, if not easier, to sit down in the other room and go, beep, PlayStation 5. So it's, a, it's an interesting For sure. One. For sure. Although man. it is tempting to, at some point, spend some time playing some VR games. Because there are some games I missed that I'd really like to play. And that was a Tic Tac I just popped, by the way. I'm not just doing drugs on stream. <laughs> Don't believe you. And also that... Um, yeah, the setup is only one of my hurdles. It's the fact that none of these games interest me at all. There are all the two ones that seem that I would like to play. All the ones that seem interesting, you just go on and they're like, "Oh, okay, these have awful reviews mm-hmm. or their experiences, as yep. they call them, and not games." And you're just like, "Well, why would I spend two hundred and fifty fucking pounds on a unit then for a fifteen minute yep. Batman experience?" And yes. Higgins, I will say, <laughs> Batman Arkham VR is not a game. It's not. I agree, it's not. Um, but I, I, there are two games I'm interested in playing. I'd like to play Iron Man VR properly at some point because I quite enjoyed the bit we played together. I just felt like I needed yep. time to get my head around it. And I'd like to play Astro because I've got that. And I've heard Astro and Blood it. and Truth. Blood and Blood Truth, and... of course. There's Truth. three games is, then. Three games. Is the other one. Um, um, yeah, Blood, essentially Blood and Truth is the only one where I'm just like, I would actually quite like to play that. Whereas Astro, I would absolutely play if I had it. Yeah. Or if I had the means to, but I, it's not something I'm. Yeah. But in the, in, the same, in the same light, if it turns out that when it gets to it, I can play those games on my PS5 VR. If I get a PS5 VR, I would prefer to do that still. <laughs> so, because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it's uh, still sure. less fast sure. and would be a better performance. And Rich has just mentioned Super Hot VR as well, but Super, Super Hot, Hot isn't even a game that I like. That so VR, uh, Super Hot VR, I agree is very good. Um, but for me, it was not one of those. I did it for a bit and was like, okay, I've done this now. Next, yeah, that was pretty much what I did with Super Hot. I did a few levels. I was like, okay, it's this for the entire game. My main, yeah, that's kind of speaks to why none of the VR games are uh, particularly interesting to me. It's more the. F- Smaller indie games very, very, very rarely speak my language. So it's just a get, and that's pretty much all we get on the VR because that's all it's really capable of doing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
obviously there's a few outliers that are a step above the rest, but it's like PlayStation VR needs to hit me up when they can do shit like Half-Life Alex. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Other than that, don't really care. Agreed. Agreed. Moving on, because we have a lot to get through this week. Anthem development has officially ended. This story comes from IGN and is written by Rebecca Valentine. After over a year of internal overhaul on Anthem, EA and Bioware have decided to stop development on the 2019 action RPG and move on to other projects. In an announcement today penned by executive producer Christian Daly, he explains that the decision to quit work on Anthem was motivated by a mixture of the impacts of COVID-19 and a desire to focus on other Bioware projects like Dragon Age and Mass Effect. Quote, 2020 was a year unlike any other. However, while we continue to make progress against all our game projects at Bioware, working from home during the pandemic has had an impact on our productivity and not everything we had planned as a studio before COVID-19 can be accomplished without putting undue stress on our team. I know this will be disappointing to the community of Anthem players who have been excited to see the improvements we've been working on. It's also disappointing for the team who are doing brilliant work. And for me personally, Anthem is what brought me to Bioware. And the last two years have been some of the most challenging and rewarding experiences of my career. Game development is hard. Decisions like these are not easy. Moving forward, we need to laser focus our efforts as a studio and strengthen the next Dragon Age and Mass Effect titles while continuing to provide quality updates to Star Wars The Old Republic. End quote. Daly also noted that Anthem's existing live service will continue running as it is now for the foreseeable future. Now, I don't know about you... But I call bullshit on the reasoning behind this. To an extent, at least. Oh, for God's... <laughs> What's happened? Oh, TV going to stand by. Uh, TV going to stand by, yeah. Um, I don't... I mean, it makes sense. I think... It, 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 sort of. I mean, I think it, it sugarcoats the notion behind the fact that Anthem was... A hit, a miss for us. We cannot justify putting the amount of work and time and funds required into working on it whilst working from home. I think is what they're essentially saying. That's the way it reads to me, anyway. I just, to me, I just take it as face value. But like, yeah, there's an element of that, and yeah, there's an element of it costs too much money. But at the same time, it's just a case of yeah, they've got a remaster of Mass Effect to finish that they've been yeah. rumoured and teasing for years. They've got the next Mass Effect to do that they need to clearly knuckle down on because yep. they don't want Andromeda again. Mm-hmm. They're working on Dragon Age as well. It's like they're not the biggest studio in not the world. Not at all. So, like, it just makes sense to... Absolutely, this, it makes sense. I think they've made the, the right stress decision. of doing it all from home and the just, yeah, even, even if it is just a partially like money and resources like for a game that's not good mm-hmm. not so, good and, doesn't and, have much and they players. know it's not good like other than just releasing a different game yeah <laughs> under the name anthem it's gonna take more effort than it's worth to make it good so fuck it off yep i agree i think they're making the right decision um to be honest absolutely but yeah goodbye anthem be gone with you Faux show. Jack, have you seen the news that Call of Duty Black Ops is now too big for a 500 gigabyte PlayStation 4? I have. I believe it's technically just the way they've worded it is Call of Duty is too big now. Because, Call of Duty, yeah. yeah. Because, so, yeah, the, the implication is not the implication. What they've actually said was the to have multiplayer zombies and Warzone with the latest updates is too big for a 500 gig PS4. <laughs> Absolutely. So the news story I have here, excuse my hiccups, I can't control. I don't know why this happens to me. I think it's like some kind of issue. Um, IGN, Chanel Doak. The article reads, Leading up to the release of Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War and Warzone Season 2, Activision has released a warning about file sizes in a post titled Briefing and File Size Intel. Activision has posted a warning for players using a base PlayStation 4 with the default 500 gig hard drive. Quote, those who own a standard PlayStation 4 with a 500 gig hard drive may need to make room if they have the full version of Modern Warfare, Warzone and Black Ops Cold War with all modes and packs installed. The company advises players to delete unused content from Modern War- from either Modern Warfare or Black Ops Cold War so that the update can be successfully downloaded and installed. 
For PC players, the post details a new patching process for Black Ops Cold War and Warzone through Battle.net. As part of the new process, patches will now have copying phase phase that requires additional room in the storage on completing the process however the space is immediately reclaimed and is not an additional downloads the post states that this new method helps in keeping updates smaller and reduce overall file size growth as both games evolve now i can't wrap my head around what is so what takes up so much fucking space in call of duty <laughs> no neither can i it's ridiculous like it's just mind-boggling it's, yeah, okay, the graphics are good, but they're nothing outrageous and mind-blowing These from by these days' standards. There's not even much to it. The, they get less and less fucking maps each and every fucking time. The, the campaigns get shorter and shorter. They had one Zombies map this time, and then you installed it, and it was 150 gig at launch. What the fuck? What? Yeah. I, I've got no idea. I, I don't know if it's just real bad memory optimization at the studios or probably or everything is fix it though. 16k textures maybe i don't know but it's just insane because that that shouldn't happen where one game essentially can take i mean i know it's every element in a way kind of two games but that's just nuts. no it's straight up two games if you've got every element it is well, yeah, two it games modern which warfare, is what they're yeah. saying yeah so it'll be all of black ops 4 well, Black Ops Cold War and all of Modern Warfare is what's required, essentially. It's just too much. Which also, why, yep. I, why does it, why does they, why, why do both games have to be there? Because Warzone isn't in Black Ops. It's just, just, just craziness. Yeah. So craziness. it basically, the only bit of Warzone that's in Black Ops is a shortcut to boot Warzone as a separate file. Mm. Absolutely insane. The final news story, furthering on the insanity, Cyberpunk has been delayed again. <laughs> so this article is written by Emma Kent and comes from Eurogamer. Things... What did he call me? <laughs> I said I'm a Kent, technically. Emma Kent. <laughs> <laughs> Things seem to keep going from bad to worse for CD Projekt, as after a disastrous Cyberpunk 27 launch that saw the game removed from the PlayStation Store, the company was hit by a major cyber attack, and this has now resulted in a month-long delay for the game's promised February patch. The company took to Twitter to explain its decision, saying it dearly wanted to deliver patch 1.2 for Cyberpunk 2077 in the time span detailed previously. But the recent cyber attack on the studio's IT infrastructure and extensive scope of the update mean this unfortunately will not happen. It seems CD Projekt will now need additional time to release the update. As for what patch 1.2 contains, it would apparently go, quote, beyond any of CD Projekt's previous updates with numerous overall quality improvements and fixes. We still have work to do to make sure that's what you get, CD Projekt added. With that in mind, we're now aiming for release in the second half of March. That's kind of one where I don't take that at face value at all. Mm -hmm. I agree. I agree that... Um that the uh, the hacking, the attack, would have put a dent in it, for sure. But considering nothing was stolen, and obviously, yes, I understand they would have had to have pressed pause so that they can repair things yeah. and resecure things, but nothing was... When I say nothing was stolen, I mean... Nothing um, was taken in the way that they didn't have access to it anymore. Yes. That's why, I'm, yeah. So, obviously, the things were stolen, but, I mean, like, they... Copies were stolen. Yeah. Copies were made. <coughs> Excuse me. But, um, so yeah, they could have had a large portion of people still cracking on with it. And, because, uh, like, as, as talented as every individual member of that studio is, it's in very niche and specific areas, large parts of the time. So the person who is making sure that all the shirts look pretty probably doesn't have much to say about the security and the infrastructure yeah. of. Uh, CD Projekt Red, so like most of these people could have carried on, and to the point where you delay it by just over a month, like bullshit. You're just still, it's just, you just still don't have your head wrapped around yeah, this game. It's still just not working for you, and I, I think it's going to be some time before it is, and I think it will be too little, too late. If I'm totally honest, I know people are enjoying the it's game. It's already too little, too late. Yeah, I know people are enjoying the game for what it is. Rich has been enjoying it, but. It's dead, if you ask me. 
it's not necessarily a bad game but from what they've done like i just don't think it's incredible or ever will be incredible like no I... even if everything's running smoothly like when i played it i pretty much had everything running smoothly mm-hmm. um, so did I. When I was playing it on PS5, Rich has seemingly had everything running smoothly on his Series X. People on PC have had pretty much smooth sailing, but it's just the game is so bog standard in terms of RPGs, and like that's fine. Like if you're going to release a bog standard RPG, but it's just people pretending that it, it's the best thing ever. We even to the point agree. where the person I know who is most excited for this game, um, got spent so much money on getting a particular edition of the game, was very much excited for it, was playing it on PC, so wasn't too worried about any of the problems, this, that, and the other. Uh, doesn't really play it anymore. <laughs> Says everything you need to know. Exactly. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I just... I can't get my head around the, the studio attitude and this kind of notion that it's just continuing to... We, we still haven't got it. We're still going to delay things. It's still not there. Like... That can only go on for so long, and I think it's already gone on too long, if I'm totally honest. So, who knows? Yeah, there were, this will be five months at this point. Oh, no, it, it came out in December, didn't it? So, yeah. it's but coming st- up on like. Still three, not back months. on the PS Store. No, I don't think it will be for a long time. Yeah. Which is, I, just think, I just think that's insane. But, hey, what do I I know? think Sony are going to wait for it to release and see how it is, and then let them put it back on. I think you're probably correct, yeah. I think you're probably correct well there you go that is all the news for the last week all the news that i think was worth us talking about there are other things that came out throughout the week but things we'd either already covered um or just not something that i had anything relevant to say with that in mind i will quickly interject with the pokemon stuff go on because okay yeah one of them is just a remake and um, cool whatever people who are going to enjoy that are going to enjoy that i never played the originals of what is it diamond and pearl this time i can't remember i have no idea i think it's diamond and pearl never played those because that was at the point where pokemon started going straight over my head but the one i am actually quite excited about the one where i don't know the name um because i can't pronounce the name but it's because they've actually finally made it a proper like rpg doesn't seem to be this weird turn-based battle system to catch things. You can just catch things in the wild. Things are just walking. Or Pokemon are just walking around the world as opposed to an invisible sprite hiding in the glass. Yeah, glass. The other one with an R. Grass. That's the one. Grass. Ass. Ass. Glass. Yes. Um, I've been distracted by. Arse. Now a window gla- a window arse, essentially, <laughs> a glass. But no, I think that looks quite cool. I'll give that a go. And, hey, Pokemon Snap. Who doesn't like Pokemon Snap? Hey, not for me. Shall we... <laughs> what I wanted to talk about, uh, we spoke about it briefly during the week, um, but just the video games industry current approach to press releases and press conferences and these events and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, we had a chat about our own personal takes on how we enjoy them. But what I wanted to do was see if you and I could come up with the ultimate way of doing a video game press event in COVID times 2021. What do you reckon? I mean, I wouldn't make much changes other than I would make what they're talking about good. Uh, yep. Which which uh, is just seemed to be... Seems to be what allu- are <laughs> seems to be what is eluding these people, um, but also just with some of the trailers, some of the games, like just pick better, pick and choose better. Like we don't need the nine hundredth nine hundredth trailer of a game. We don't need a nineteen day long trailer of a game. Um, yeah, I th- especially when those trailers don't actually say anything. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, that's the main thing I was going to say. I think in this time we are now, where it's just events that are live streams with a few traders in, ditch the traders for games that we don't know anything about. Ditch them. They don't tell us anything. Show us and reveal the game with gameplay, even if it's five, ten minutes. Do it that way. Like when you look back at the big, be- the the best game reveals we've had have normally been all things where they've just gone. Here's some gameplay. And again, I always go back to Sony 2016 E3, but the big reveals in that, for the most part, was you know, God of War, 
was revealed to us with some gameplay. Days Gone was revealed to, with gameplay, and that's what hooked us into those, like, wow, these look impressive. What is this game? That's what hooks people, because at the end of the day, people aren't getting at home, they're getting their game home, downloading it for the first time, and playing the trailer. They're playing the game. So the game is what's going to mm-hmm. hook someone in, not a CG trailer, especially if it's a new franchise that people don't know, or a new IP, or a new take on a previous thing. We need to see how it's new and how it's exciting. Um, yes and even if it's not overly new but seeing the familiarity and seeing ah excellent more of what i liked from the last one good i'm seeing you get back to that i think is something that's really really important and just ditch these fucking vague ass things for sure for sure like even they even fucked it up with god of war 2 like what was that yeah Yeah, Uh, i would have gotten rid of that entirely that shouldn't have been there yeah i mean it's one one of those things it's one of those things that's kind of like it's kind of cool because it's a tease for something that we wanted to happen in the same way that the last was part two reveal was a tease but it was a tease with so much more to show because it kind of did the tease bit and then it went well hang on here's now something just to really like try and set up what the plot of this game might be so if god if the god of war trailer had a bit more of that going on that made us sort of see some stuff and go right so this is what we know we should be looking forward to whereas all it's done is leave us questions the main one being if there's even a full game. Because there's that thought that it could be a kind of Miles Morales Lost Legacy style add-on. Nah, considering it's definitely not coming out this year, it's, it's too, too long. I don't think it is, but that definitely has been a question. Um, and it's a fair question. But I no, I don't think that is the case. But I, 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 yeah, it's just... Oh. No, I just... Get rid of that type of trailer entirely. No, like, yeah, the way they teased Uncharted 4, the way they teased The Last of Us 2, the way they're teasing God of War 2, get rid of it. Just announce Show it you. when you've got something to fucking say. Because yeah. otherwise I don't care. Because otherwise, if, if this is the only trailer we get, if that's the sort of trailer we get, it means it's fucking years away. Mm-hmm. Which, stop doing. Yeah, we're in the same thing with Horizon. We've had a reveal for Horizon Forbidden West. Got it that time. And it was just a, a, tra- a CG trailer that didn't really show us very much. And then we've had nothing since. We don't know what... And it's supposed to be this year. But we don't know what's new about the game. We don't know how they've adapted the game. We don't know what it looks like. We don't, don't know anything. We don't really even know it's this year. And I'm starting to believe it might not be. So, yeah, like ditch all that stuff. Get rid of it. I don't so much... I think it's weird that, yeah, we haven't seen anything since. But I don't necessarily mind the Horizon one. Because it kind of did... In a way, like if you're paying attention, show you what it is. It's showing you the new locations. It shows you the fact that there's underwater stuff now. It shows you new enemy hints, types. Yeah. Because for the most part, I imagine gameplay-wise and the general thing, it's going to be pretty much the same. It'll be fairly fucking similar, you would imagine, and that's fine. So I think that trailer did actually show more than you would necessarily think. Just because if you take these thoughts and apply it into what we know the gameplay is... Um. then yeah you can kind of detract from that subtract from that Um. so I don't mind that so much it's when like there's a lot of these games things, games like XCOM or uh, Gears Tactics or um, Wasteland these isometric style mm-hmm. games but when they're revealed unless it's a number in the franchise for example um you get these vague CG trailers and you're just like, what is this game? Yep. It's like, if it's an unannounced new IP, I think vague CG trailers are stupid because like, okay, like a vague CG trailer for something like Wasteland could get me excited for Wasteland, but then I see it's an isometric turn-based RPG. I'm just like, oh, well, how the fuck was I meant to get that yeah, from a absolutely. trailer? Yeah. The, what was it we said in our video? It turns out to be card battles or some wank. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. And you can do like because there's a they've built this huge world around things like Hearthstone, so like they can have proper animated CG trailers of them going into battle and all this sort of stuff. And it is literally a card game. Yeah. So it's just one of those things of like, it's a bit better if it's an established franchise and you are actually teasing things. That are going to be in the game, new locations, new enemies, new weapons, and whatever. But 
no. I, when it comes down to just a vague CG trailer for a new IP or whatever, or even just one that doesn't show you anything on an established IP, then just fuck it off. Like, who's that getting excited for? Who's getting excited for it? Mm-hmm. Bollocks to it. <laughs> I agree. What about kind of like these small, like small events spread over the year? Um, I don't mind the small events. The only thing that is a bit annoying is so for example i don't mind the odd state of play happening throughout the year um as long as everything else is clumped together uh-huh. see i was okay. thinking if- about it after the one the other night and a couple of things that you said and i think that what sony should be doing at least is a big thing one or two big things a year that has more stuff in agreed and then a few smaller ones which are like they did last year with Last of Us and Ghost of Tsushima, dedicated to one title. That's how yeah, I think I ca- they should do it. Yeah, yeah, they kind of, kind of did, but they also did the smaller ones because obviously they did the bigger ones for the PS5. Yeah, um, they did the smaller ones specifically for Last of Us and Ghost, and but they also did the weird like like last week's one as well yeah. which so kind of if if they hadn't have done last week's one but they included it as part of a bigger one in a few months time i mm-hmm. think i would have preferred that for sure i would prefer i prefer bigger ones less often as yeah. well just because like it's just too much but i think the i i can accept the smaller things the smaller state of plays more regularly if we have a big clump of everything like e3 as opposed yeah. to Six Ubisoft events, three EA events, a, a Bethesda one, all this, that, and the other. And it's just like, just fuck off. Just give me the information all at once. I don't like it having been between now and December. Every couple of weeks, we have a fucking stream to watch. Like, just, just do an E3 style, Gamescom style information dump. Mm-hmm. I and agree. Get it over with, and, and I don't mind it being the streams. They can be pretty much the exact same streams that we've had, other than the ones that keep repeating themselves. Like they do a stream, like Ubisoft doing a stream that announces all these different games, and then doing an individual stream for every <laughs> fucking game that was in there. It's like no, we don't need that. Clump everything into one. I don't care if it's ninety minutes. No, yeah, exactly. I don't care if it's ninety minutes or two hours or whatever. Just do it all in one go, and then I can go. Excellent, right? For the year, that is my Ubisoft intake, and there will be different announcements and stuff scattered throughout the thing. But that would just be a trailer that appears online or uh, an article that appears on IGN, and that's absolutely fine. But yeah, it's yeah, I agree. Just the the scattered nature. It's it's just, more to the point. If it is scattered, it means they have less to say in each one, so it's not particularly exciting. The mm-hmm. and then you get there, and even though you weren't very excited for it, you're still disappointed by the information that you've been provided, and then you're just just tired of them, mm-hmm. tired of them all the time. Like if you had a, I'd rather have a fantastic steak once a year than an uh, one every week. Like one hundred and ten percent. Like it's just as you can tell, I've still got food on the mind. I don't blame you. Well, maybe Sony are listening, and maybe video games exact around the world are listening to us, and they'll take it on board and they'll make things better. But probably not. <laughs> Could you imagine if we had that power? Could you imagine if we had any power? Could you imagine if we had more than just Charlie and Rich watching? Hi guys. To be fair, it says four, so there's some more of you somewhere. There's them twice. <laughs> Possible. Very possible. (laughs) Jack, to finish up this week, I have an entry for hard mode. Okie dokie. For those that don't know, hard mode is the occasional segment that we put in when we are excited about a video game thing and it makes us hard. This week, (laughs) I would like to talk about Kenner Bridge of Spirits, which is the PS5 game coming from Ember Labs, which was revealed at the first PlayStation 5 reveal event, and we saw another trailer for in the state of play last week. It is confirmed to have a release date of August to summon Karava. I didn't write that down. Probably should have done. But the thing that's made me excited about this game and wants me to put it into hard mode this week is the price point has been revealed. Now, this was a game I was already interested in. I thought it looked fucking stunning. I said on the State of Play last week, 
Um, I think it looks like it's going to be incredible on PS5 mm -hmm. from a visual point of view. Assume, yep. especially if it runs at 4K 60, I, it will definitely have HDR. It's going to look great regardless. Um, yep. The concept of what the game, in, game is looks interesting. There's these cool little cute feet, uh, creature things which I'm interested with. The combat system looks fun. It's got a fucking bow and arrow, which is all you need for me. But most importantly, the game is launching at thirty two ninety nine. It's a great price point, and it's actually like even when a price point like that gets announced, it actually engages like a very interesting conversation. There's a conversation there to be had, or what is this game then? Yeah, because clearly it's a much smaller game than anybody was expecting. Absolutely, and I don't think that's a bad thing. I don't think it's no, bad not thing. at all. Not at all. Like, um, I like a smaller game every now and then. Like fucking Miles Morales, give me shit like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I. I I kind of, but it seems odd because it doesn't seem like the the sort of game that could be overly short, just from the trailers. So I could be entirely wrong once I actually get in there and completely change my mind. I but, think what it probably is is that it is just a lower budget game. You know, it's it's a double A game or something like that. But the studio has just done a fucking stellar job with the what they've put out so far. I mean, the game might run terribly. You know, it might, there might be other things. It might turn out to be disappointing. But perhaps they've just done a, a stellar job with the visuals, which is what's got us in. Um, For sure. I imagine like it's a, a stellar job with the visuals. That is what has made us think that this was going to be this. Yeah massive game and of course like even if it even if it was 15 minutes long if it was done by a triple a studio it would be 90 pounds yeah but um the 32 so that's half price yeah. half the price of a normal game at the moment there's 65 70 pounds yeah. sort of region is what we you'd usually expect to pay for especially playstation 5 but yeah, that's half. It's, it's, it's interesting. I, I'm no more or less interested in this game. I was already very interested. Um, but it's just nice to see that smaller games, cheaper games, still have a place. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm really like I was excited for it anyway. But that's really kind of piqued my interest on it now. Where it's like, yeah, okay. I'm, it's definitely uh, made me more curious. I wouldn't say it's like increased my want of the game because I I wanted it. Yeah, like, I I don't think it's increased my want to the game so much as made me kind of like be more aware of. Mm -hmm of the game's existence and that, yeah, I'm looking forward to the chance to give this a go and find out what it is. I think it potentially could For be sure. a really good game. It might not be like it could be utter tosh. <laughs> I could find in the end of August, I'm sitting here going, well, Ken of British spirits is shit, but, <laughs> but I'd like to <laughs> well, think I'm not. We'll find out. We'll find out. I'm sure we will do some form of stream for it. We'll do something. We'll do something. This has been Press Start, your weekly video game podcast right here on Rabbit Hole Media. If you liked what you're doing and what you've been doing is watching us, you can follow us on Twitter at rabbithole underscore UK. You can subscribe to us on YouTube where you can see us anytime that you wish. You can follow us on Twitch at Rabbit Hole Media and you can subscribe and follow on multiple different podcast services on and around the internet. Indeed. And now you can follow us on Instagram at rabbitholemedia underscore UK for all of the behind the scenes tits and bits. If you would like to support us, you can head to merch.rabbitholemedia.co.uk where you can get a wide range of merchandise that just recently got wider. And finally, if you are watching us live on Twitch and are an Amazon Prime member, you get one free Twitch Prime membership a month. Please find it within your hearts to give that free membership to us. It will not cost you a penny, but will go a very long way in helping us bring you the shows that you love. Jeff, I'm going to go eat a roast. Oh, yeah. I hope you enjoy that roast. Whack it in the microwave if I were you. Sock, 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 socks. If you are watching us live on Twitch, don't forget to stick around for this week's streaming schedule. Tuesday evening at 8 p.m., Jack and Rich will be taking on Human Fall Flat, streaming from an Xbox as well, so a little bit different from us. Come Thursday, we'll be playing a different game. I don't think we decided. It might be Uncharted. Who knows? And then finally, Saturday evening at 8 p.m., PM. Join in for Admit One, the One Division finale special. Catch all four of us. That's me, Jack, Rich, and Charlie here to break apart and discuss the ending, we believe, of One Division before Press Start returns again on Sunday evening. And of course, if you are watching on YouTube or listening on audio services later, please head over to Twitch and follow us there because every little helps.
Absolutely. Jack, and hopefully the human fall flat stream works this time. Hopefully, hopefully. I mean, I'm not around. <laughs> so, uh, if so, I mean, you were stream. around last time and didn't fix it. So. Nah, yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. Jack, is there Not a... that there was anything that you could have possibly done to fix it. <laughs> if there was, if there, if there, fuck it. Is there anything you would like to add? I need to eat, so no. In which case, until next time, <laughs> thank you for watching. We shall see you then. Totty bye.